Okay. Thank you. A few more people did it. Okay, what I think we're gonna do, okay, you guys have to um, bear with me and pray for me because I um, I'm gonna be partially winging this part in the sense of um, because like the survey doesn't have a huge number of responses to necessarily be able to draw much from. Um, I'm gonna give you guys a sense of the things that you said, and then maybe I'm just gonna touch on a little bit about um, where we see this happening um, in, in in the churches, and I and I hope I can organize thoughts because I wasn't planning for this, so. Hopefully, I don't mess this up. So question one was, I'm not going to discuss the answers right away. Um, like, I'll just read them all, and then I'll come back. So question one was, there are no moral truths that hold for all people at all times. True, false, or I don't know. Um, Two-thirds of you said that was false. A third of you either said that's true or that you're not sure. So there was some clarity in answer. Question two is, it is arrogant for us to try to judge the conduct of other people. We should try to adopt an attitude of tolerance towards practices of other cultures and faiths. Um, this one, half of you said was false. Um, and half of you thought it was true, that it is arrogant to try to judge the conduct of other people, and that we should try to adopt an attitude tolerance towards practices of other cultures and faiths. There's a reason for the order of these questions. The Inuit saw nothing wrong with killing their children if necessary. That's a real thing, let me make that up. Um, Europeans believe killing children is immoral. Therefore, killing children is neither right nor wrong. It is a matter of opinion that varies from culture to culture. None of you said it was true. One of you honestly said you don't know, and I respect that one person um, because I, I believe that one person was probably being very consistent. Um, the majority of you said that that was false. For Egyptians living in Egypt in the 60s, it was considered wrong to date. For the typical Canadian teenager, dating is normal and encouraged. Therefore, we cannot say that dating is right or wrong. It is just a matter of opinion that varies from one culture to another. You equally said true and false for that, and two people weren't sure. Christianity is the only way to heaven. 60% of you thought yes. The rest of you said no or don't know. Personal faith doesn't matter. The important thing is to love all people and do good for others. Two of you said that was true. The rest of you said it was false. Nobody didn't know the answer to that. Question seven was just pure interest to see how you think um, for consistency. And I'll, I'll come back to that. Okay, here's what I want to show you is funny about these. Okay, um, I'm being a jerk on, on purpose, so forgive me. But it's as, as to show how inconsistent we may be in our thinking. Now, I know some of you are going to say, okay, it was vague. It was this, it was that, no problem. Um, it wasn't a religious test. Um, as much as to try and show where, where maybe we're in for. So, some of you said that there's no moral truth that holds for people, all people at all times. Okay, so the 22% the of you, the almost quarter of you that agreed would agree with the humanists on this um, doctrine. No problem. 
But the next question said that it is arrogant to judge conduct, not people, conduct of other people, and that we should try to adopt an attitude of tolerance towards practices of other cultures and faiths. So half of you believe that that was true or at least you couldn't say that that was false. Which is interesting because you're saying it's arrogant to judge conduct while saying that you believe, the majority of you believe that there are moral truths that hold for all people at all times. Okay, I'm actually trying to challenge you guys to some consistency, right? Regardless of where you stand on this, okay? It's to say that on the one hand, you're saying, most of you are saying that there are moral truths that hold for all people at all times, but then you're also saying, but I should never judge the behavior. Even though you've just said there is such thing as, as right behavior, you're also saying, I should never judge the right behavior. And in fact, you're saying, I should have an attitude of tolerance towards some of these. But then let's take it further. Most of you believed that there is such thing as a moral truth that holds for all people at all times. And yet, the question about Inuit killing their children if necessary, and Europeans saying don't kill children, that when the rational consequences say, therefore, it's just a cultural thing. And, 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 and it really is actually a cultural thing. But you, none of you are comfortable saying, therefore, killing children is neither right nor wrong. It's a matter of opinion that varies from culture to culture. None of you said that was true. And yet, many of you were saying that it's arrogant to judge the conduct of other people, but you just did. You just did. I'm not saying that aggressively. Trying to show how this attitude of relativism, the daughter child of humanism, because humanism is saying there's no such thing as right or wrong. It's all situational. And yet, I don't know how, if, if, a human, if a humanist believes that, then how do they get to call anything wrong? And I would say the same thing to you. And then when you look at the application of such a philosophy, Egyptians considered it wrong to date. Typical Canadians think it's normal. Therefore, dating is neither right nor wrong. It's just a matter of opinion. For the half of you that said false, I applaud you here for being consistent and those who said, I don't know. But almost half of you said, true, that's a matter of opinion. And yet, and I know that's not a doctrine. I'm not trying to compare apples to oranges. But I'm trying to get at, at, these, at these ways that we're inconsistent with ourselves. But then when it comes to Christianity, I think the humanist was more bold than some people. The majority of you said Christianity is the only way to heaven. Some of you said false. You said, I don't know. I'm not going to beat you guys up too much for that one because some of you might be thinking, okay, I don't know how God judges, etc. I believe it's true but I also don't know how God deals with them. Okay, I get it. Um, but to say false with conviction, it's very interesting. Okay, that's very interesting because Christ says, I am the way. 
not a way. So saying, I don't know, I totally understand because you might be like, okay, no, I really believe that it is the way, but I also believe that God can, might do something else. But to say false emphatically is to say that you firmly believe that not to be true, which begs the question of how did you know that? Which is exactly what I'm asking of humanism, right? Because I'm not asking you to believe or accept a Christian doctrine right now. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not even asking you to do that. But I'm saying that a Christian being consistent with Christian doctrine is saying, I believe there's an absolute truth. And from this absolute truth, these ideas naturally follow. So the Christian is being consistent, even if you think the Christian is, a, is, is dumb. Okay? Even if you think the Christian is totally mistaken, no problem. I'm not even arguing that. I just think at least they're being consistent. But for you to come in and assess and say, no, that's a wrong belief about heaven, to which you've never visited, unless you're very lucky, the, the few of you that, that, that wrote that. And again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm genuinely actually not attacking you saying false. I'm trying to show you what, what the false means that you might not recognize. It's not to say you're, you're a bad Christian and you said false. That's not my objective at all. I'm glad you're being honest. What I'm trying to say is you're, fa- you're, you're saying false means you've cast an assessment on something you can't know. Can that stand on itself? But at the same time, most of you said it was false. That personal faith doesn't matter. And that all we got to do is love each other, which is good. That's what the hippies were saying. Um, a couple of you said that that was true. But to say that, and that's part of the reason of saying it, some people are, are viewing it as a religious test. But part of the reason of writing this was not to see what your, what your view on doctrine is. It was actually to say that if you think personal faith doesn't matter and all you got to do is love people, you've just made up a religion. You don't actually know why that's true or not. Um, again, I know that some of you might have misunderstood the question, so I'm not attacking you if I disagree with your answer, because my, my issue is not to disagree with your answer. It wasn't to try and present, here's the right answer, or the wrong answer. That's not the objective here. The objective is to show you that relativism, which is what you guys are, and I am to some extent, all of us as part of the generation are, makes you a very inconsistent person. It makes you on the one hand say that should never be allowed, And on the other hand, say, I should never tell people that they shouldn't be allowed. How can you have it both ways? As a matter of fact, it always makes me laugh because people say, yeah, but you can't judge actions. You can't judge this. You can't judge that. I'm like, well, what exactly is the law? The law is explicitly a communal judging of actions. And we get to make them up. So even secular society is actually okay with, with judging. Okay? So when does this become a problem in church? Because I want you to understand that it affects church. Is that when you stop believing that there is a moral absolute as a Christian now. Now I'm not talking generally. Now I'm talking about you as a Christian then on what basis do you make your personal decisions? If it's not in the image and likeness of God, there's a reason why we brought up the image and likeness of God. So if you're not trying to conform to our belief about who you are, not about who you're supposed to become, but who you are, 
the healthy individual, then what you're actually doing is saying, you know what? I actually think sometimes it's a good idea to put gum in your nostril because it makes me feel good. And consequently, it is good. Again, humanism is saying exactly that. Okay, I'm trying to, to make this link for us. Humanism is saying, if it makes you feel good, go for it. Nobody should tell you no. Aldous Huxley. Okay. But are you doing that? Or saying, I think I should be allowed to put the gum in my nose because it makes me feel good. What's your problem? Prove to me that I can't put gum in my nose. No one's saying you can't do it. Objective truth is saying you shouldn't do it. Relativism is saying it depends. But relativism saying it depends, that begs the question, depends on what? What is your source of objective truth that you are saying that this thing is dependent upon? And so when we're saying don't shove gum up your nose, it's because your gum, your nose has a real anatomy. And the gum has real properties. And these don't go together objectively, no matter how you feel. It is always a bad idea. Okay, again, I'm making that up with hyperbole. Maybe it's a great idea if you're trying to pull something out that got stuck. I don't know. But I can say objectively that gum does not belong in a nose. And so if you have that, then here you see what happens with Christian friend groups. I don't want to be that guy. Right? So you're, you're out with a group of, of Christian friends and suddenly everybody's pulling out the hookah. And you know it's morally wrong. Or forget hookah, cussing. And so you know it's not a big deal. Who am I to judge? And, for, and just so you know, I'm not, I'm not telling you you're all supposed to be truth police screaming and yelling at people. That's not my objective. I'm simply saying the mentality. I'm challenging a mentality. I'm not talking about what I think you should do in that situation, not do in that situation. Okay? So when you and your mind say it's not a big deal, what is the standard of what's a big deal? Because most people wouldn't be okay with their friend, Christian friend, I think, cheating on their spouses. Would you speak up for that? Yes or no? Why or why not? And if you didn't say yes to all or no to all, then it really begs the question of, do you just do whatever you feel like and pretend that you believe in truth? Again, I'm not telling you what to do. That's one aspect of where that can enter into the church. But then you see it in other language. How often are you afraid to have a view at work? Right? Do you preface things with, of course I don't think X. Right? I'm not an Islamophobe. I'm not a homophobe. I'm not a racist. I'm not an anti-Semite. I'm not a leftist. I'm not a far rightist. I'm not a liberal. I'm not a conservative. Do, are you in that language? Do you feel the need, for example, to change your Facebook status picture with a pride flag for LGBT, like Gay Pride Month? We are all France. We are all this. We are all that. And I'm not talking about whether that's intrinsically 
right or wrong. I'm talking about how you're thinking. Because here is the humanist movement saying you should be allowed to do and think whatever you want. And yet there's an enormous pressure for you to do what everybody's saying. And in fact, if you do not do what they want, then you're under pressure. But do you, on top of the pressure, say things like, of course I'm not. Because once you say the words, of course, you are saying this thing over here is an absolute. Otherwise, it wouldn't be of course. Right? I can say, of course, you're not supposed to shove a knife into your ear. I can only say, of course, because it's actually objectively absolutely true that you shouldn't shove knives into your head if you, if you believe in health. It is no longer an of course if I don't believe in health. If I like pain, if I have an objective of bleeding, okay, now, now it's not an of course, because now, now I'm open to discussion. And that's exactly my point of this talk. It's not about whether you should or shouldn't put the knife in your ear. That's not the point of this talk. It's saying to use the language of should or could means there's something real that you believe in, but do you? Do you think that way? Okay. Um, but it can also take place in your churches and service in really benign ways. Where on the one hand, for example, let's talk about icons. It's a touchy subject for some people, but that's okay. You'll have somebody walk into church and say, that's not an icon, that's a painting. And then another person is looking at the same thing and said, that's beautiful. That's exactly how an icon should look. I wonder who drew it. Then another person says, you don't draw icons, you write icons. And then we all start getting really sophisticated. That kind of conversation is referring to some kind of absolute that you haven't even recognized. That there's such thing as iconography and that it has specific things that belong to it. So I'm trying to get, do you think that way? Do you actually ask that question or do you just start saying things? Who's actually right in this situation? But then you might have the person who said, oh my gosh, they're so dumb. They called it a paint. They called it a painting when it's really an icon. They said drawing instead of, instead of writing. But that same person might actually not care whatsoever that we're sitting on pews and, and, and that we didn't used to sit on pews in church. Why am I using these examples? Not to bring up a debate about an icon or a pew. I don't really care. It's to say that you're becoming a relativist within the faith. And then you choose to beat up some people for one concept while leaving alone another concept. And then the, it begs the question of why did you choose this as your absolute to fight for and leave this other one to not fight for? Screens. I served in a church where this was a big fight. To have or not to have screens in church 
humanism is saying your opinion is the opinion. It's your context. It's your view. So you have some person coming in and saying, oh my gosh, how could you want screens? It will distract you. It takes away from the beauty of the church. It takes away from the beauty of the conostasis. It takes away the concentration from liturgy. People already have too many screens in their lives. People are not going to learn how to follow the hymns. People are not going to learn how to do this and this and this and this and this. Then you have another pro team team, team pro screen team saying screens are, 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 are perfectly fine. Everybody was against electricity. Um, we're using electricity in the church. Why against, why against screens? We move from, 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 from candlelight to, to these, these, these other lights. Why is this a big deal to you? As a matter of fact, it's a good aid. It's going to help people pray because now they can see the words. And if somebody mumbles, they can follow along. And Tita and Giddo can read it in Arabic while you say it in English. And we care about these people. And doesn't the gospel say that we should care for people? And, 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 and. And then you have a civil war of everybody yelling and screaming about what they think is the right thing because everybody is a relativist. At the same time, being a humanist, believing that their personal view of the matter is the dogmatic view of the matter. Whereas if we're going to approach as Christians, the first question should be, does there exist an absolute truth about this matter? If yes, start there. If no, then now we can officially recognize we're now in the realm of discussion, not in the realm of dogma. And there may be other things that can influence the conversation, no problem, but that should change your tone, right? It should no longer be a tone of, here's what we obviously should do. These people don't get this. If only these people's, people actually valued this, then that's where the conversation starts to change, where you become a Christian humanist, where you're not actually appealing to absolute truth. You're actually referring to yourself as the center of all decision making, your views as the center of all views, your thoughts as the main thoughts. That's messed up. You see it in rituals and traditions. Somebody saying, I need to make sure the congregation, everybody understands, they can chew gum on Sunday. It's not a big deal. Just because Tith and Giddo were super superstitious about what they did about like chewing gum and not walking barefoot and brushing their teeth and not going to the dentist, that's crazy. That's the, that's that like don't they understand that 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 the mystical Eucharist is so much more than that and that it can't be defiled by human bodies and blah 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 blah. And then another person is coming at it and saying, okay, but like there's something special that happened today and how could I do this, et cetera, et cetera. Again, what's ended up happening there is that you become a humanist, you're virtue signaling, you're dogmatizing your own view and telling people what to do. Whether to wear black or red on the ninth or the, on the 12th hour of Great Friday whether or not like you thought about the this ritual in whatever way this is a big deal these days because i'm starting with the small but these have really big ramifications i almost don't want to go where i where i want to go with this but in the present conflict within the church i'm not going to get into explicit details that's not my job or my place or my interest there's a lot of 
here's what the church is supposed to do. And I'm not agreeing or disagreeing before anybody tries to lynch me. But once you use the words should, what does that mean? If you say abuna should, the servants should, the deacon should, the Sunday school servant should. Once you start using should language or supposed to language or obviously language or clearly language, I'm sorry for being repetitive, you're appealing to an absolute truth. And you've just exactly what I was trying to point out with the Humanist Manifesto. The Humanist Manifesto just declared things and said, this is the truth. But are we not all guilty of doing that? When we say should, definitely, clearly, must, we're doing that. And what I'm asking us to do, not just you, but me too, is asking, when I use that language, I should ask first, is it the truth? How do I know that? Or have I just assumed it? Or is it just what I like and I assumed everybody should and therefore I'm saying it? Or is it just the current trend of modern culture and I'm just jumping on board? Right? Um, when you say things like, for example, I'm going to get a, like extra controversial here. The church should issue a statement about, for example, Black Lives Matter. I'm not going to discuss the Black Lives Matter thing. That's not at all my, 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 my desire, my goal. I'm using it because I want to show you real life examples that you are experiencing in your own time of how this way of thinking affects people. Some people are saying you should make a statement. On what basis, and I'm not saying whether the church should or shouldn't, on what basis do you say this should? Does a law exist that says that? Or is it your personal view that it would be beneficial? And that might be a good personal view. But is it just that, a personal view? And if it's just that, a personal view, on what basis do you get to tell somebody that they should? Because a non-humanistic Christian, which I hope is all of us, would be able to say, hey, I was wondering, why don't you, as a real question, have a statement? I think it's a great idea for X reasons. What do you think, since this is not a matter of doctrine? If you see someone did it and the other didn't, you should ask a question rather than just assert like the manifesto does. I want to understand with an actual desire to understand, why did you make a statement? Why did you not make a statement? What was your reasoning? What was your reasoning? What was your rationality? And hopefully, whatever opinion that you have is conformed to the image and likeness of God. That's why we went through the history of saying that's what we are about. We're not about randomness. We're about who we're supposed to be in relation to God. We're his kids. I actually have an identity. And that identity is how I dictate, that is how I navigate what I'm supposed to do. 
So this language that we that we develop, or the way that, for example, we can say things like in the survey, this is right or this is wrong, but at the same time saying, oh, but I should never judge right or wrong. And in, in the question explicitly, it didn't say people, it said, it said behaviors. Have we become morally inconsistent? Are we relativists? Are we humanists? Are we putting those as gods? Those are the kind of questions, again, I'm sorry, I thought that there was going to be a, like a live Zoom thing. I'm really, really sorry, because this begs feedback. I, would, I didn't want this to be a monologue at all. So my apologies to you if I come off as being um, aggressively dogmatic, because that wasn't actually the, the goal. Because if I could hear back from you, then it would be easier to have the conversation. But what I'm hoping to draw light on, um, because I'm just going to get redundant if I keep going at this point, um, about those issues, is that we are guilty of that. We are guilty of that. In humanism, we're, we're just a product of randomness. I'm not making sense an evolutionist, but of a particular view of evolution is in, is in humanism, an atheistic one. Whereas the view of the Christian is that we're created by God, and that creates objectivity. The view of humanism is that your conformity should be towards nature, towards social customs, towards social laws, towards social rules, that whatever the majority is saying... That's what you should do. And that's exactly what I'm pointing out. That's what many of us are doing. Whereas religion is saying, no, it conforms to the image and likeness of God. The humanist is saying, live like there's no tomorrow. Whereas religion is saying, today and tomorrow are just tiny pieces of eternity because we live for eternity. That changes how you live right off the bat. Do you live like there's nothing else other than your stomach, your belly, your wealth, your house, your relationships? Humanism is saying there's no such thing as eternal purpose. You create your purpose. Religion is saying your whole existence is your purpose. You are created as something, God's kid, image and likeness of God. If you are not thinking in that way, then you've already been a product of humanistic teaching, right? You've already been a product of how um, people think, how people say, um, how, how humanism is pervaded um, um, our culture. So again, to wrap up, humanism is a religion, guys. They have a Bible, the manifestos. They worship something, man. They do have their own priesthood, missionaries, educators, teachers, law citizens, um, social movements, all these things. Where Christianity has a seminary, humanism has universities and colleges. And while they point at religion as being intolerant, I hope that you can see from, from their own quotes, they're intolerant. They're saying that if you don't believe what they believe, you're a moron, that you are incredible, that you have a messed up mind. Okay? Humanists forbid your view of God as creator. Humanism forbids moral absolutes. So if you don't believe in more absolutes, you're already affected. 
humanism forbids any biblical view of sexuality, and I don't even just mean homosexuality and transgender, I mean even about promiscuity, adultery, fornication, etc. These are non-compatible. Non okay? Humanism wants you to believe that this is a self-existent world, that there's nothing more to you. So I hope, um, I'm not going to ramble more because I really genuinely feel like um, I'm rambling because I'm talking to myself, I'm sorry. Um, there is a God. There is a beginning, there is an end. This world is what's temporary, we agree on that. But you have purpose, you have identity, you have a soul. There are such things as absolutes. Without them, we have a big problem, and that's its own discussion. I'm not trying to give a talk about relativism, that could be its own talk. I'm just trying to look at the effect of relativism. That your happiness, your happiness and your destiny are not going to be found in pure randomness. They're going to actually only be found when you become a self-emptying being like God is. Because that's what it means in the image and likeness of God. It's to empty yourself out and to give yourself for the life of the world in the same way that God did. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. Um, sorry for just ending abruptly. I'm just worried that I'm just becoming irrelevant at this point. Um, Abuna, can you please add um, your own thoughts on this? I'm sure you have your own opinions and your own worries, like even for choosing this topic of what you were also hoping to get across, because um, I probably didn't address it. No, this was actually perfect. It's it's very relevant to our society today, and, and I like how it does uh, overlap with relativism, although it's not um, entirely the same sort of concept, but there's so much overlap there. And I think, like your reverence is saying, that um, it, it will help to get an idea of everyone's response, how they're able to absorb all this information and their thoughts, how uh, they respond to this content and um, their questions, their comments. So I think once we get into the Q&A portion, which uh, we'll start in just a few minutes, I think we'll definitely have more of a dialogue than anything, which is ideally um, what Abuna was hoping for for the whole night. So uh, I, I apologize for Abuna for not giving him a platform of having a more personal discussion with the whole congregation. But I think now's your opportunity to uh, to respond with any thoughts on your mind. Go to slido, sli.do, and the code is CTS. So it's very simple, sli.do, and the code is CTS. And I'm sure Abuna said a lot of things that... Um, will uh, promote some some thoughts that you that you might want to share and some questions that you might want to ask so this is your chance to do so <laughs> 